0: hello everyone a very warm welcome to another episode of the travel podcast it's so lovely to have your company with me today we are joined by a wonderful guest she is a very busy lady her name is danielle Broadbent, and when she's not on the radio she's on tv she's got a hugely successful podcast and she also travels the world danielle welcome to the travel podcast
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be here talking about one of my favourite topics. Oh, Danielle, I mean, as I said in the
0: intro, you are a dynamic, busy lady, a girl on the go. Um, But for anybody who's um, being introduced to you on the podcast for the first time, can you just tell everyone a little bit more detail about yourself and what you do?
1: Yeah, well, um, first and foremost, and most importantly, I am a mother of two. (laughs) But that's the best title ever. But as well, I um, I do present a regular radio show on BCB Radio. Um, I'm also uh, working with some other radio stations at the moment, but more to come on that. Uh, you might catch me quite regularly on Good Morning Britain. Um, I'm a global headhunter as well in the oil and gas industry, which takes me all over, which I love. And as well as that, I am a body and mindset champion positivity champion should I say oh amazing because you were actually on a on a really successful
0: mainstream tv show weren't you which kind of elevated your platform in that space
1: yeah so back in 2019 I was on a show called Naked Beach which is well I I didn't know the title of the show when I agreed to do it because I think it had frightened me off um but for anyone who doesn't know about you know uh tv and stuff sometimes when you um get approached for these things they don't have a title as yet they just have a concept so the concept were it was to increase people's body image which at that time I thought you know I could do with a bit of this I've you know I've had two kids I've got an underactive thyroid my body's changed feel like I could do with a bit of uh you know confidence injection at this point <laughs> so I went on it and um it really did change my mindset. You got like paired with um, like a a mentor. And at that time, mine were, um, who is one of my best friends now, Felicity Haywood, who is um, the UK's, one of the UK's most successful plus size models. She kind of started that curve movement, you know, that plus size um, acceptance movement in fashion and society. And we became really close and really good friends. And I learned a lot from her, uh, not just on Naked Beach, but... Uh, you know, since that. And um, yeah, it just changed my whole mindset. I came back from Oth, um, feeling really good about myself and thought, you know, it's time to unleash Danielle that used to be before I started having all these body insecurities and uh, letting my mind bully my body, <laughs> you know. So uh, I just thought, yeah, let's um, do some things that I've, that I've been held, you know, I've been held back from, so to speak, just due to um, you know, confidence levels. And that's that really is where it all started.
0: Danielle, that is so fascinating, and I love the fact that even that show involved travel. I mean, it must have been amazing to film that show in Mykonos. What a beautiful destination!
1: Oh yeah, it were like walking into Love Island villa. You know, it, it was insane. We were there for a week there were like people there so i were obviously um there do i didn't like the fact that i'd gone up a few dress sizes but there were people there when i look back now it's quite shallow why i were there you know there were people there who'd had breast cancer and had you know um reconstructive surgery and didn't like the way they look now and somebody had one of his arms missing from a, a motorbike accident and i look back now and think how silly were i you know to let just the fact that i'd you know gone up a few dress sizes dictate me and rule me like that. Um so yeah, that's where it all started. And then I started doing like body confidence workshops up and down the UK. Started um at the time selling well, designing and selling uh confidence like t-shirts, you know, with slogans on and stuff, which went really well. And then in lockdown I started a podcast because I had nothing else to do. And um it went really well. It were all about mindset and positivity and just going for what you want in life um and that really then that's when the radio started and yeah the rest is history wow
0: it's fantastic that you had such a positive experience and that was a real catalyst for you it sounds like it um gave you the confidence to tap into all of these talents and all of these um ambitions that you've got and you you haven't stopped since i i love that it goes to show that confidence is the key, isn't it, to kind of succeeding in whatever it is you want to do? Because sometimes we're our own worst enemy holding holding ourselves back. And whether it's people that want to travel to a certain country or solo travel or start that job or go to that interview, often it's just our
1: mindset that stops
0: us, isn't it?
1: It is. isn't. the thing is. As a teenager, I always wanted to do radio. that That's what I wanted to do. I remember doing show reels in my back garden and getting my friends to record me and stuff. Um, It's what I always wanted to do. Um, But then, you know, I had my eldest child, Elise, who was nearly 19, and my life and plan just had to change for a little bit. And then, you know, but then it just, it made me think to myself, you know, when we had lockdown, I'm never going to get this time again. You know, I've done all this now. I've come so far on the confidence thing. I felt like I'd been a bit of a caged animal, you know, where it's time to unleash and just go after it now. You know, I'm not going to... So I had, you know, them them that year, really, of lockdown to think, put a plan of attack together. What You know, what do I want to achieve? What do I want to do? And that's what I did, you know, and um, I just don't now take no for an answer. I love that. But, but going back to the, um, you know, like you say, we've, even travel and things, you know, I remember you know going away with my children and cause I were like curvy girl you know don't get me in any photographs so like I feel like even with the travel side of things and life in general that you know I look back at that time and think I've got like chunks of memories where photos of my kids on beaches and stuff where I'm hiding behind them and stuff and it's Yeah, it's a rubbish way to live, really.
0: It just goes to show that you've come such a long way, and I think that will be so inspirational to hear for our listeners because so many people will relate to your story and it might actually be similar to their journey in lots of different ways. It might be something's holding them back, and you're just proof that actually it is mindset, it is about confidence, and just like going for it. But with your love of travel, Danielle, I love I always like our guests to go back to the beginning and um, start um in their childhood and like what was travel like for you? Where did you have the opportunity to travel when you were growing up or UK visits? Yeah, you I were
1: really lucky that way. I was really lucky that way. My mum and dad they absolutely skinted themselves <laughs> all through childhood to give us that one holiday abroad every year. You know, we we might get to go to Skegness sometimes in caravan, you know, them chalets. They were good fun as well. But yeah, every year I remember having one holiday abroad with my mum and dad every year from from being really young you know we it, it were part it were embedded in us and you know I look back now and think of all the sacrifices that my mum and dad made to get us there and yeah I remember the stress but they did it and I, I loved it.
0: I love that it's really interesting and I think when you have grown up in a situation where you can see your parents especially like you say making sacrifices to give you that opportunity to travel I think it humbles you and makes you so much more grateful and you don't take things for granted. I think that actually enhances your travel experience because then everywhere you go, you're in awe of it and you you don't just kind of turn off and take it for granted. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, I were only young then, so I obviously didn't – I mean, don't get me wrong, we had holidays for me being – you know, a, well, a, my memory serves me back to being maybe about five, six, right up until being 13, 14, you know, uh, before – um I stopped going with mum and dad. But um I um remember, you know, that night before the holiday when you're so excited and, you know, just everything being super exciting. And I don't I think as you get older you realise the amount of money to spend and the things they have to give up to take me and my sis- my younger sister. You know, when I was younger, you know, you you kind of think that Life for free and things don't cost money but then as as you get older you realise that actually you know mum and dad really do try hard and I, I I have them lovely memories of us going to I mean we went to Spain most years different parts of Spain and we just loved it and, and the best thing about it is back then it was so basic you know like it were like a three star which is fine but I mean I as I've got older you know like my tastes have changed things I enjoy have changed but I look back now and I look at my kids and I think, God, they're so hard to entertain sometimes and they need all singing and dancing and everything. And, you know, when I were a kid, we were so happy just being around that pool. We day you know, no um, entertainment team, no, you know, inflatables in pool, nothing like that. We were just so happy to be there. The world's changed so much. It really has.
0: Yeah, sometimes taking things back to basics and keeping it really simple is like almost the way forward. And how has that affected sort of your travel now, Danielle? obviously being a mother of two, is it something that you place a lot of importance on like making sure that you save
1: and you have those holidays as a family? Um, yeah, I definitely think it you know it embedded something in me that you know that that was the thing to do you know we we always um you know, I wanted to install them lovely memories with them exciting. Heartwarming times into my children. So, from being babies, you know, we've we've travelled all over. I make it a must that we go away at least once a year. Every year, sometimes if we look at it, it'll be two. But you know, I I do um, really. I think it's important as you know, obviously other people's versions of holidays are different to mine and you know not everyone can afford to go on these holidays because let's be honest the cost has gone up tremendously over years but even even like the UK has got some amazing holiday destinations it doesn't have to cost you the world you know you just getting out a change of scenery you know um, an escape from the norm it it can be really as cheap as you want it to be but it could you know you can it can take many boxes in in many destinations. When
0: you go away in the UK, Danielle, are there any little gems or hot spots where you head?
1: Out of the few UK destinations that I've been to, I'd say Great Yarmouth yeah, were my favourite. Um, I'd never been before. My my other half, Mike, uh, surprised me one birthday morning and said, "Come on, we're off!" And I was like, "Oh wow," because he's a really big UK. You know, he, he he loves to go abroad, but he also thinks there's lots of hidden gems in in the UK as well that we miss. So. Yeah, we went to Great Yarmouth. I absolutely loved that. But when I were a kid, you know, I loved the whole Skegness vibe. You know, I loved them butlins holidays, you know, going into you know, into club on a night and having a little dance. So I loved all that as a kid and arcades. Uh, but one one hidden gem, well, it's not even hidden, but one place I haven't been that's really on my bucket list for the UK is Cornwall. I've heard so many nice things about Cornwall. Um, and the only reason I haven't been yet is because I've booked it a few times. But ended up changing my mind because I've managed to get abroad for cheaper. <laughs> it's insanity, <laughs> isn't it? That, that is not
0: it the thing. Yeah, it can be. It can be quite pricey. We 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 went last year, and I hadn't been since my childhood. And it is so stunning. And if you get the weather, you do feel like you aren't in the UK anymore because the it's so picturesque and so so beautiful. So yeah, I think it, at one point, no matter what the
1: price, I would say I definitely recommend going there and. Um, for a change. Definitely want to but as well like I've I've been to Scotland and Wales not on holidays just for little trips and they're really beautiful places as well you know where I feel like I need to spend more time. Um so yeah there's definitely UK um places that I I feel like I I need to get more um involved with.
0: And you travel now for work as well. So let's let's talk about that because I know Dubai especially is somewhere that that you,
1: that you um
0: that you travel to. So how did that come about and how long have you
1: been travelling with your job in recruitment? I started uh, back in recruitment in 2020 um, and it's all oil and gas and safety. So Dubai is massive in the oil and gas world uh, um, and every every January they have um, a safety show. So um, I'm lucky enough to be able to go there every January for this safety show and get to spend a few days, you know, just exploring and doing doing what I love, uh, some worshipping. Uh, but as well, you know, Dubai is fantastic, but I go to the US as well for work once a year. Uh, and I love the USA, you know, I, I really do. And have you
0: got any tips for people that travel for work? It's sort of like, I'm interested to know kind of how that differs, because obviously when you sort of see all the pictures on social media, it looks really glamorous that you're
1: over in Dubai or America. But what is the kind of like reality? The reality is if I feel like even when I go on holiday on holiday for work <laughs> that says it all <laughs> I feel like when I travel for work it, it still feels like a vacation because it's not your normal day in the office you know yeah I work hard I go to the safety show about three the safety shows usually on for about three days and I, and I rock up every day for that show but I always make sure you know the shows start around nine and they end at about five and a lot of people you know because maybe had a heavy night the night before just getting the most of the 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 free time or it'll turn up at around 11 but I always get there for nine so I can get done for about three and you know explore really make the most of it you know like the most recent one I went to was uh, New Orleans which were fantastic and the great thing about that is I actually traveled on a Friday evening and some people will be like oh well you're eating into your weekend but I had the weekend in New Orleans, you know, so I got there um, on the Saturday, had all weekend to explore and do what I want, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had the show, but nine times out of ten, I were done for three o'clock, so I could still go and eat out, I could, um, you know, do all sorts, so yeah, I like to cram as much in as possible work and pleasure, because... it's a once in a lifetime and I'm probably not going to go to New Orleans again so you know it's best to get as much in as possible.
0: Um, So when you're in Dubai for example do you plan um, you know roughly when when you might finish work and when you might have some time to explore are you the kind of person that goes online and like researches do you plan ahead or are you more of a spontaneous kind of girl? A bit
1: of both really I know I know we said Dubai but you know I did it in Dubai but the most I remember being in California for work, which was fantastic. And I remember getting on Google one afternoon, best things to do in San Diego, best restaurants to eat in so-and-so, you know. and I, But I did it in New Orleans, you know, as well. I'm a massive Beyonce fan and I heard that she had a house there, so I was Googling where it was, I was Googling what restaurants she ate at and going to them all. But then, you know, I still at the same time can be that person where I'll walk past somewhere, and think that looks really cool. I'm going in there. You know, it's, it, I am a bit of both. I like to not miss anything, so I will plan in Dubai or wherever I am in world. I'll always Google and research what's around. But you know, it wouldn't be unheard of for me to just randomly walk past, you know, like a, a boat stand and end up on a boat and be on a crew, a, you know, sunset cruise one night. It just happens. <laughs> so yeah, I do anything. I, don't. I love that. I just do anything that takes the fancy. I love
0: that. I feel like you're really um good for just appreciating where you are, living in the moment. And and this is, this, again, it comes up to that confidence now. I guess you have got the confidence, especially if you're there on your own or sort of walking around by yourself. Like it does take confidence just to kind of meet people and go, right, I'll jump on it. I'll jump on this little mini cruise or yeah, boat trip Yeah, and or whatever I always meet a
1: friend, you know, I always meet someone wherever I go. But when I were in Dubai in January, so literally a few weeks ago, I remember I was coming. I went at Marina. It's a beautiful spot in Dubai. The Marina. Um, all the buildings are all lit up, and it's just so nice. And it was ten o'clock at night, and I remember seeing all these little boats and thinking, well, "It's my last night, you know." I feel like I feel like I need to get on one, <laughs> you know, and explore. <laughs> so I went up to the stand and I said, "You know, where can you take me?" Are you still open? I know it's 10 o'clock. And he went, yeah, we can take you on a night tour around the Palms. I went, let's do it. <laughs> so I ended up on a boat in pitch black, traveling around the Palms, you know, so I could look at the Atlantis and I could look at, you know, where the, the Prince of Dubai lives. And, oh, it was fascinating. And I just thought, should have probably done this through day. <laughs> so, do you know what? Actually, I think that's really cool to
0: see everything lit up at night because I think that's one of the things... I loved about Dubai. Have you um spent much time around the the famous fountain?
1: Yes, beautiful. It looks like a postcard. You know, you take a picture and when I looked back at it, I remember sending it to my mum and she said, It looks like a postcard. And it's real. You know, it's absolutely beautiful. And then fountains with the way they play to the music, it's like another version of the Bellagio, isn't it? In America, in, in Vegas. Um but yeah, it's it's there's something magical about Dubai. There really is. It, it, it excites me. It really does. That's a
0: really good description, actually. I think Dubai is really exciting. When I first saw the fountains to music, and um, I got really emotional because it it it, it just moved me the way that it's that they are timed and with all the lights and the beautiful display really is quite moving. Did you feel the same? I did. And and I remember I
1: <laughs> stood there thinking to myself, and it's really, you know, I look, I look at them times and think, you know, if I'd have thought five years ago when I were working in a call centre selling stairlifts that I were going to end up in Dubai for work, looking at these beautiful buildings and you know, this, this lifestyle that they live and this fascinating place, I would never believed somebody, you know, and so I, it was a bit of a pinch me moment for me, both times I stood at them fountains and thought, well done, Dan, you did it, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Oh, I love that, I love that. It's one of them where it's gratitude, isn't it? It's, it's like, you worked hard, because you have to work hard, and look where you are now. Let let's keep up the hustle. <laughs> let's keep. One day we might live here for three months. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: And um, just going back, I just want to explore that. So you were working in a call center for stair lifts. Great product that obviously people need, but not maybe for you um, the most glamorous of of jobs. It was it going on the show
1: that then changed your career, or how did you move? I was at the stairlift company when I went on the na- the Naked Beach show. Um, and i went back to the stellis after that you know my friend owned, owns the company so you know it were a great place to work in the sense where you know it was surrounded by a lot of people uh, that i know uh, my mum works there as well she's in she's an administrator there and you know it was just a nice little family unit uh, in the call center um but i just decided after the show cuz i changed so much as a person that it was time for me to change in other areas and do things that I actually wanted to do. You know, when I looked, I was sat there and I'd worked there 10 years, you know, on and off for about 10 years. And I thought I even need to make a change now or I'm going to be here forever, you know, and I didn't want to get to, I'm 40 now, but I didn't want to get to 40 and think I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. So, you know, and you know, the owner of the company she's always going to be the owner of the company. She's like around my age. So it wasn't like there were room to grow and progress and I were going to be sat in her chair one day. We're never going to be like that. So I thought if I want to change my lifestyle and, you know, travel and show my kids the world, I need to make changes as well. Um, so I just decided that it was time for change and, you know, this jobbing recruitment came up and it were to start um, a new sector for their business. and years ago I'd have been really terrified at that thinking oh my god all this pressure I need to start a new division no one's gonna you know there's no business on it you know but I thought no I can do this I'm gonna do it and I went and I did it and you know the international travel obviously swayed me so I thought oh you get to travel internationally I'm I'm gonna do it and I started in January 2020 and we went into lockdown in the March so it was like oh my god you know oh my god (laughs) but do you know what that was the making of it because I was at home I had my laptop and stuff and I just were working from home and I thought it's sink or swim and I I, I'm gonna swim and I did really well you know so it was just like and then I did the podcast on the side so yeah it it happened how it was meant to and here we are I love it I love it. And
0: what would your advice be for anyone listening that is really inspired by your story and they think, Do you know what, I'm in a job that maybe I don't want to be in for the next 10 years. I'd love to find a career that could allow me to travel. Would you have any tips or advice for people, Danielle, that might want to follow in your footsteps in some way? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think the most important thing is to believe that you can. You know, you need to invest in yourself. You know, if you don't believe in yourself, the interviewer or whoever you're, trying to get in with ain't going to believe in you if you if you don't believe in yourself. But life really is too short to be unhappy and you spend most of your life at work, so you have to be happy. And let's be honest, like, you know, we'd all love to run into the sunset, wouldn't we, and just travel whenever we wanted to or do what we want every day. But the, the reality is we all have to work because we have bills to pay. But, you know, I think that if you have a passion that you've had since you know being um, a teen or you know it's just maybe an interest that's come up and around recently you know back it fulfill it you know you could even start as a you know on the side and see if it works out and then take the plunge further down the line once you know it but I do think if you're passionate about summer you know you you, you really can get there you just need to believe you can and, and give it a chance because you know there's nothing more frightening than not giving something a chance and then seeing somebody else do it and be successful
0: I agree I love that advice because I think yeah people say oh but it's scary but it's more scary to think that you could be living a life that maybe is unfulfilled so I just absolutely love that have you got any other places in the world Danielle that you really love or have you got any bucket list destinations or trips this year that you're going on
1: oh god I, I just travel is so exciting to me I just, last year I, I, ca- I calculated that from May, I was away every single month for something. Wow. I know, so I, I think I went, and, and in July, I went to th- you know away three times. But it was well, my 40th last year, so I did all sorts. Uh, but one of my bucket destinations last year that I got to were Vegas, which I absolutely loved, um, which I'm going to go back to next year because I just feel like with Vegas, I just scratched the surface. You know, there was so much that is still to be done. I've unfinished business in Vegas, <laughs> California as well. I went to San Diego for work, and I think about California every day. I just, it's just such a, an amazing place. But again, California is massive. You know, I've seen like one centimeter of it. You know, San Diego, but there's Hollywood, there's LA, there's so many things. But I think um, America kind of fascinates me because I, I, every single state is so different from the next so um i want to see more of america i want to go to new york and i want to go to florida you know i want to go all over america actually (laughs) let's just put it out there i want to see everywhere in America. (laughs) i have family in australia as well i'd really like to go over there and see see that way of life um but one place um i booked for this year in may is mexico which i've never ever been to and i've always wanted to go to mexico so yeah caribbean America and Australia are definitely bucket list destinations for me.
0: So you do reach out to those further flung destinations as well. Do you ever do any little um like mini breaks or much of Europe? Or for you, you like further afield. I
1: enjoy further afield more, um, just because you know I just think it's a complete. I think a completely different way of life, and I just like to explore it. I like to to step into their culture and their way of doing things and I feel like um you know I've I've been to Europe so many times but there's some fantastic places in like last year I was in Ibiza several times I went to Poland which were great um I've been to Nice I've been to Monte Carlo you know in France you like you don't think as France of as this glamorous destination but my god it is you know there's there's Various places in France I'd like to go back to, um, but yeah, I love Europe. I like I just like travel in general, but I think for me, holidays with the kids and and um, family, I like to go further afield because they've been to Spain and and stuff with me lots of times. So I wanted to show them other destinations, and I think you know in my girly weekends or little romantic getaways with Mike, uh, Europe's absolutely perfect. Danielle, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about Poland actually, because that's somewhere that I've
0: never been I have a Polish friend he's absolutely lovely and I learned some of the traditions for Christmas last year um being Polish that she shared with me but um
1: yeah how did you find Poland I'm so interested I loved it um, we went literally a month before Christmas so it were extremely cold but I I feel like that added to it you know that snow vibe and you know getting wrapped up and stuff the Christmas markets Um, but I loved it, you know, I'm a a summer girl, you know, I love the sun, I'm a sun worshipper, so the thought of going anywhere cold for me, unless it's Lapland, which I've always wanted to go to at Christmas, has never been that appealing, but when I went to Poland, Poland, we went to Gdansk, and um, I loved it, you know, I loved, you know, walking around the, you know, the town centre where it were full of bars and restaurants and things, but as well, like I say, we went Four weeks before Christmas, so it, they were on full Christmas market mode, which is fun. It's great, and it? they've got all these little food food stalls. We like their, you know, traditional type little snacks. You know, your Baileys with hot chocolate, Baileys with hot chocolate in. That just shows you my mindset. Hot chocolate with Baileys in. <laughs> <laughs> Baileys with hot chocolate in. Um, I love Baileys, but um, yeah, I I just felt really Christmassy, and I I really liked the bars. I thought it were a really clean. You know, a really nice place to go, to visit. Um, I've not been to Krakow, but my other half has. But I've heard that that's really good as well. But he said, out of the two, out of Gdańsk and Krakow, he he pre- he preferred Gdańsk.
0: Oh, amazing! That's something that I'm thinking about now. You said that so Christmas time. It sounds like it's really pretty and lovely to explore. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, because sometimes it's not always the obvious places that's why I like doing the podcast so much actually because I always come away with extra inspiration and um I think sometimes going somewhere that's not necessarily an off necessarily an obvious destination you don't hear that many people going oh yeah went to Poland like they would oh yeah I've been to Ibiza I've been here it's a little bit more unusual but um it sounds really really beautiful and uh like I say, my Polish friend and her her Christmas traditions and the things that they do, are just so lovely. There's obviously magic going at that particular time of year, so that's the top tip. And uh, Danielle, what kind of uh, traveller are you when it comes to getting to the airport? Do you like to get there early? Have you got certain things that you always
1: have on the plane? Have you got any tips for us? Do you know what? I missed a flight once. Um, when I was going to Monte Carlo, I missed a flight, so I am now that anxious, nervous traveller I have to be there on time. I've I've travelled with you once, and I had a nightmare getting on trains, so I get really anxious about missing flights. So I like to be um, early. It really panics me when you know we we've set off twenty minutes late, and because when we missed that flight to Monte Carlo, it was because there were roadworks on the motorway, and oh, it was just a nightmare. So um, and when I was going away with you, I. Um, I had to come down to London from obviously Leeds and the train got delayed because there were a fire at Leeds station and it was, you know so Oh I felt so sorry anx- for you yeah, that day Danielle. I was so stressed. I mean my anxiety levels are through the roof about missing flights. So usually I'm super organized. I like to set off in half an hour probably before I should. Um and if it's a really early flight and I'm like flying from Manchester or somewhere or London or somewhere like that, nine times out of ten I'll set off the night before and stay over because I get so worried about being late and <laughs> and missing the flights. Yeah. I think if it's ever happened to you,
0: then you know what it's like. Because I missed a flight once and I've never been the same since. No, right? If it happens once, you're never the same traveller. It does just embed that terror in you because I think there's nothing like just knowing that you get to the gate and it's too late. It
1: is, and it's coming home as well. I mean, I know no one likes to come home off holidays, but even coming home, like, we'll be in airport and... You know, a, a tradition of ours in airport is to get a Burger King. We love a Burger King in airport. <laughs> um, so, you know, we'll be starting Burger King now and I'll say, you know, we should really go to the gate now. And my other half will be like, Danielle, relax. It's it's not even opened yet. I know, but it might be far. It might be a really long walk. But you know, It's that anxiety of you're cutting it fine. I completely agree, Danielle. I'm exactly the same.
0: My fiancé and I actually had a little bit of a argument last time we were away because he just sat down to eat and the sign had come up that said go to the gate and I said you got to put it whatever it was your croissant or whatever put it back in the bag eat it when we're down there and he's like I've got time to sit and eat this croissant and I was like no because some of these gates and like a 10 minute walk and it I think it even said it was boarding or something like that all of a sudden and I just panicked Do you have like, he, he,
1: you're looking he, at that that screen there and it's like boarding, last call. And you're like, <gasps>
0: <laughs> I know there's nothing worse. There is nothing worse. And although I've only missed one flight in my life, I've had others where they've been near misses. And again, it's it's never my, it's never been down to me. It's not that I've missed an alarm. It's not that I haven't left. It's always been accidents, traffic, things that are out of your control. But I cannot bear that feeling that, awful awful anxiety that goes through your body the panic the worry the stress I think for me it's better to get there sort of like three hours early and then you can do a little bit of shopping I love to go to prep get a nice little warm drink have a little mooch around and I love trying to find a new perfume to take on holiday
1: yeah I'm saying I mean like my, the Pret ain't doing it for me. The Whopper from Burger King is. <laughs> <laughs> So the Burger King always is a, a, a must on, on my list. But, um, yeah, I like mooching around the, um, the Duty Free for, you know, just smelling the fragrances, like you say, seeing if there's, like, any hidden beautiful perfumes that I've missed or just going back to some of your old favourites that take you back to a time. Oh, I remember when I used to wear this, when I used to – dates on so I used to go you know certain places they always that smell always takes you back to a certain time or place in your life um I, I bought a new one in September just before I went to a um, Ibiza um and that smell always reminds me now of being in Ibiza it's it's nice it's it's really nice I think perfumes, you know, although they make us smell nice, they make us feel nice as well, you know, and they make us think of nice things for sure. Oh, they do. I also
0: make sure I have a little travel fragrance with me when I'm on the plane as well, just in case there's any food smells or anything that isn't that, like, nice. I just <laughs> like... <laughs> I like to have that nice Just like the smell, sorry. I do, I do. Yeah, me too. I love that. And do you have any tips for a comfortable flight or is there anything you always take with you on, on the plane when you travel? Do
1: you know what? I used to think that them, you know, the neck pillows were were absolute godsends, but the more I'm using them now, um, not really doing it for me. So for me, the only thing I like, you know, on a on a, a flight is being comfortable and having some music to listen to. So for me, if they don't, if the flight don't provide, you know, like ear earphones and like have a built in system where you can listen to stuff, I just think my uh, my, you know. Headphones that I use for my iPhone are the most so I can listen to some songs so the flight passes quicker or a good film to watch or a good magazine. Just keeping entertained for me more than anything is um, is the way I get through a flight. Mm, I think entertainment is key. I had a flight once
0: um, and it was a long haul flight and their whole entertainment system sort of crashed and it really oh, made no. me realise that you can't ever rely on that. And at the time, I think I had my laptop with me. Um, so I did like really boring things, like just deleted a load of files and stuff, you know, like just trying to do something to entertain myself and look back through photos and stuff like that. But um, it makes me realise you always have to be prepared, because if anything like that happens, you don't want to be on a flight for 10 hours of no entertainment. So make sure you've got a book
1: or like you said, you've got music, you've got something. Exactly. And you rely on that so much because when we were coming back from, e- from Egypt, we Egypt or it might have been Egypt, or it might have been New Orleans, but I remember, like, watching Bridget Jones and The Bodyguard, and they're, like, real classics that you, you know, hadn't seen for years, and that made the flight so enjoyable, you know, so I think, like, you you need to have, um, you know, a film to watch, or so maybe, you know, taking your laptop and downloading some films on there just in case the flight <laughs> the system doesn't a backup might be an option, because I... Oh, oh, I'd hate that. <laughs> it's funny,
0: these things stick in your mind, but it only happens once and then never again. Like I always make sure I have my little tablet with downloaded films on now, always have my earphones, always have podcasts downloaded on my phone, just in case.
1: <laughs> the earphones are a most definitely um, you know, like even like I don't really really sleep on planes, I find them really uncomfortable. Um so, you know, if I can just like put my head back, close my eyes and have some music. Um, you know, it just relaxes me a bit. And if I'm gonna have any chance of dozing off, that might be the one. Music is the key. Oh well, Danielle, it has been
0: such a delight to chat to you on the travel podcast. What really shines through to me is just how inspirational I think you are. I love the fact that you have um really put yourself out there, you've grabbed life, um, by the horns, and you've just really made sure that you give a hundred percent to everything that you want to do, everything that you want to achieve. I love the fact that you realise just how important confidence is, and that you've changed your mindset, and you've not let anything that's happened to you in the past kind of hold you back from living out your dreams, travelling around the world, seeing, exploring. You're full of energy and positivity, and that just shines through on the podcast. So I've really enjoyed this. Episode. Oh, thank
1: you yeah me too it's been lovely to um to be on on the podcast and uh, i look forward to seeing you soon and and having some more amazing times and memories full of full of positivity yes <laughs> and yeah where can people find you what are your uh
0: hand, what's your handle on instagram
1: so um my handle on instagram is just broadvent. um still getting my head around the tiktok thing <laughs> i can't get my head around it at all um so yeah the main thing is is definitely instagram danielle.broadband and i am looking at um getting back into the studio and doing a series two for my podcast which is called i dare you um but yeah more to follow on that very soon
0: oh amazing we will look out for that thank you so much danielle it's been amazing oh thanks for having me and uh yeah see you soon a massive thank you to Danielle Broadbent. That was the latest episode of the Travel Podcast. I really hope that you have enjoyed all of that inspiration and positivity. And if Danielle has inspired you with any of her favourite destinations and you'd like to find out more or you would like help booking your next dream holiday, you just need to pop on to the Not Just Travel website, use our postcode tracker, and you will be allocated your own travel consultant completely free of charge I was waiting and ready to help you fulfill those holiday dreams thanks for listening please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast and I will see you next week for another episode happy travels